Moses. Sister friends, welcome to the first season of We on the Table. I am Tanya Burke, your host. And today's episode, we have Gwen Rogers. She is one of the most dynamic leaders of the 21st century. She's a wife, she's a mother, she's just doing it all. She is killing the game. Today, Gwen is here to talk about her leadership as the president on the San Bernardino City Unified School District and her upcoming election. So let's take a look. Hey, everybody. We are here for another episode of We Own the Table, and we have our sister friend, Gwen Rogers, here today. And I'm telling you, as I as you heard, you heard her story before we brought her on. This woman is dynamic. This woman has been doing some wonderful things in the Inland Empire. And I'm telling you, she's in the Inland Empire. She's serving in the Inland Empire. But we know how we do it as sister friends. Our reach goes way beyond where we are. And her reach has gone way beyond the work that she has done in her community and beyond, I can't tell you. So it is an honor and a privilege to have you here today, Gwen, sister friend. Gwen, to have her here um, on We Own the Table because she owns the table as well. And she is here today to talk about her serving in office. You know, Gwen, uh, right now, Gwen, you are, are you the president? I am. I am the San Bernardino City Unified School District Board President. Yes. Oh, hold on a minute now. Okay, wait a minute. We got to stop right there because. Sister friend said she's the president. Come on, we yeah. gotta we gotta give some we got I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we gonna we're gonna recognize and we're gonna celebrate that. Yes, yes. I am so proud of you, Gwen. Thank you. Um, you all don't know. I met Gwen before she was in office. Tell I you. met Gwen with another sister friend, Kim yes. Carter, yes. who's out there uh, doing it. I'm going to have Kim on a future show. But Kim is out there killing the game. And she was like, Tanya, I need you to come in. We're going to go do this tour. It's the sister that you got to meet. Her name is Gwen. And she is this and that. And I was like, yeah, let me meet her. I want to meet her. Because at the time, I was serving a city council. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yes, and I not too long got into my seat i had one my seat and had just started serving so she was like this sister named gwen so when i met gwen i was like she went lying this girl <laughs> is really trying to do some things around here absolutely and been in office 
I've been, you know how people saying, uh, ear hustling and sitting in the bushes looking, you know, like, what's she over there doing now? <laughs> You know, don't be at the store. I was watching you too, though. You know, don't let's not underestimate that. After I was like, okay, I see, I have somebody I can watch from a distance as well. So you was doing the thing too. Yeah, I I appreciate you for that. Thank you so yeah. much. You because know, it's so important as mm -hmm. black women. You know, yes. we always get the stigma. We get the stigma that we angry. Right. The stigma that, it's the stigma that, you know, we don't get along. All the stigma. You, you got that right. And that's not true. You know, um, it's so important that we celebrate one another. And Absolutely. I'm so proud of you and the work that you have Thank done. You. Thank you. You have been a model um, for all women, not just black women. For yes. all women, yes. young and old. Okay, now I'm right. gonna start. let me let me take that old part. Yeah, we gonna take that all. Yeah. Season. Season. I like that. I like that. Yeah, like large, large season. Not not that other. And you know stuff. we can't cook nothing without it. Yeah, not that Mrs. Dash. No, but, no, but no. large. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you said that too about working together and that's that's just been my motto you know I have Young Women's Empowerment Foundation that was a vision 15 years ago I really didn't understand the vision but I said I need to work with these young girls because I started seeing things that I'm like why don't you guys get along and people know me I was raised in an all boy family so you know me and my mom was holding it down but I had it was all male dominant. I have only brothers, and I'm the youngest. But we ain't gonna talk about that. We was up at being the youngest. But I was like, I want to get along. Like these are sisters I never had, and that's the dream that I began to work towards. My vision was let's work together, and I realized how powerful that is. Let's embrace each other, girl. If your hair is on fleek, I'm gonna tell you. I like your hair. What did you do? What did you buy? What did you? That's what we have to do. But when we don't do that, yeah, we get those other labels. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. So what exactly have you been? So you said you started this Girl, movement 15 man. years ago. 15 Y'all hear that? 15 years yes. ago. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's still going strong. Still going. Still going. Okay. And the beautiful thing about it is like, so 15 years ago, me starting out saying, how can I give back? How can I support young women that maybe things are not going how they want it to go, but they have a desire to just do. And so there came Young Women's Empowerment Foundation. Me and another friend said, let's start at home. Because you know you know the word, charity starts at home. So we said, let's begin working at home. I didn't know how to get in. I was in corporate America, but willing. Went to my corporation and said, well, y'all just at least sponsor me to go do this. Because they were like, I was in finance for over 20 years. And they're like, okay, you always coming up with something. So I went and I said, I just want to volunteer. I picked a school in San Bernardino, started volunteering, connected with some of the staff over there and said, I just want to give back. It went from supporting a book club to a foundation. That's now in like 14 schools. And wow. for people say, and it's called Young Women's Empowerment Foundation, working with the social emotional long before it became popular to mm -hmm. say, girl, you got barriers. We're going to help you get through those barriers so you can be successful. And the beautiful thing that I didn't realize as I designed the board and brought the workers together, 
I don't know. I sit back as a president now, but the young ladies that run the program, all single mothers giving back, just doing the work. And I was like, I don't even see that ministry within the ministry. And they're just empowering young girls. We got girls all across the nation going to school, college, careers. We support them, give them scholarships. And it's just, you know, it's just a wonderful thing to have young women to say, we're there for you. What do you need? We are supposed to mold you and build you. So that's what I do. And then I empower women, you know, with the wellness side. I'm like, hey, we can't be stressed out. Got to take care of ourselves. Knock it off. Take some time. <laughs> Girl, I can't tell you. And, you know, I'm not going to point the finger. But, you know, I, I have so, Right. I had the same issues not taking care of myself. Of you. you know, uh almost to the point of stroking out, hey, you know, hey. and high blood pressure and all of that. So you're right, it's so important yes. that we take care of ourselves. Yes. You know, my youngest daughter always said, You cannot you can't be of service if you're out of service. You now and you know so that's important that you yes. have you have bridged the gap. You you you're working with our our young folks, and yep. then here it is. You working with the older women yes. and saying, "Hey, y'all got to take care of yourselves too." And, and and one of the things you brought up that uh kind of hit me when you talked about the ministry. Yes. Oftentimes we associate ministry just in church. In church, right? You know, and. Right. And and especially now with the, the days of COVID and we having to isolate and many people are, you know, the churches are closed. A lot of the churches are closed. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. taking that because it was all it's always been God's will for us to take beyond the four walls. It has always been. I will tell you, because you know I'm in ministry as well. My first recorded sermon was preaching to the empty pew. Now what? Okay? Because they always have had empty seats and we didn't go to occupy them. So what happened? Why did we why is it now a bigger deal? Look, let me tell you something. See, okay, y'all. Now we didn't we we didn't went we didn't went we didn't went there on you we didn't went there on you so those of you who know y'all know the church house you gonna get up you gonna walk around here make sure you put your church finger up make sure you show respect make sure you show respect and put your your, your church finger up if you are gonna be leaving leaving the broadcast but you are so right and that was a prophetic word yes given way back you know then. Man. To talk about to really prepare us for what's going on right. and so i'm so glad that you were able one you were obedient yes. in your calling and right. obedient in the word that was planted inside of you for you yes. to understand and know that i gotta take this i have to take this ministry out Right. Out in the community, you know. Out. Not in the internal. Just out. Yeah. You worried about the ones that's already in there. They getting what they need. But yeah. there's been people out there all along in need. Now it's like, oh my goodness, how do we reach them? Well, hedges and highways is what I read. We spoke. <laughs> Girl. Shut your <laughs> You're going to have me have a moment up in here. <laughs> That's what I read. I'm just saying, you know. 
And it's, I mean, it's, it's great that you have made that connection and, yeah. and then it didn't stop there. No, it didn't stop there. So when did you first run? Wow. So it was crazy. It, I was appointed to the board and I was literally in this whirlwind coming out of corporate, making sure I was there for my kids. My first born getting ready to go to of all places, Morehouse College. I'm like, you leaving me? I'm trying to wrap my mind around this, but I have been a parent advocate working with my kids, working with other parents. And then the community came to me and said, well, have you ever thought about running? I said, I haven't ran from anything but from a dog. I don't, I don't, I don't run. What do you mean? They said, I said, politician. Oh no, no. Who is that? And you, let me stop you right there. I can't relate. I can't relate because Never. the biggest issue I had when I was even, I, I ran from the thought of running. When people kind of put it out there, yes. I was like, child, I ain't no politician. Do you see these people on TV? Like, I ain't nothing like that. You know, in my mouth, <laughs> y'all, are you ready for that? Right. And so I understand, and it, and that's a great point that you brought up because it's so important mm -hmm. for for those who are out there who want mm -hmm. to serve, and especially in politics, Absolutely. what they have to understand that you don't have to have a certain role, like you don't have to be this certain person. No, get caught up in that stereotype of what a politician. Right. Is. And these days of what we seeing on the TV, we oh need the exact opposite. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're going to be successful for real, for real, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just said, no. I said, all I know how to do is be me. And I yeah. prayed about that. And I said, Lord, if this is your will, I don't want to change who I am because I tell people even still to this day, my motto is, I'm more afraid of God than anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're not going to get me in here doing something I'm not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I have been able to engage with the community, be who I am. And so when I came forward as an appointment, I was in the midst of flying my son and coming back. And they a person was leaving the board. And I just went before the board. I think it was 11 people. And I just shared, this is who I am and what I would like to do and what I am doing. And that part is important, too. I tell people all the time, you don't go in and start to do. You should have already been doing it. Not just, okay, now this is what I'm going to do. Because it's, like I said, that's why I call it ministry. It's something that you already do. It just, you just bring it to a different platform for the voices of all those people that you represent. So, And that's a great point because, like you said, you had already been out there doing the work. Yes. It wasn't, you didn't, the, the position didn't make you, you made the position. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's how people were able to see she's the right one for this job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's the right one to serve in this position right. because they, see, they had already saw the work that you Absolutely. were out there. Absolutely. And I truly believe that that's the most important part. And even in running, you know, now for the first time on, you know, running off of a first term. And I said, it's not about getting ready. You know, it's what now you talk about what you've already done and doing and not again, starting all over again. And I'm like, to me, it makes sense, but I know sometimes, you know, we've seen some stranger things in, pol in politics, you know, people promising and saying things, but I'm like, you know, if you're doing it and that's what you call to do, you don't have to explain it. Just say, look, just look to it. Just point to it. Like we said with church finger, just, just point to it. 
And that's the work. My work remains the same. It's consistent. It's parents, engaging those parents, making sure they're involved, holding people accountable, making sure we're supporting those that will make education its best. Mm -hmm. And that's our job. And and if you're not doing that, then yeah, we do have to come in like the church usher and say, you know, we got to talk about it. How can Mm -hmm. we put you in the right queue? You know, so that you don't get distracted and know that we're here for kids and we're here to make sure that their future is bright. And that's that's great that you say that. And especially talking about the parents and the parent engagement, that is so important. You know, I have worked in school systems and mm-hmm. I have been, you know, I've been a counselor and it has hurt my heart uh, yeah. to see you know, when you don't have that parent engagement, right. when you don't have the parents involved, and especially in those communities that need it the most. Absolutely. You know, and so that is great that you have extended efforts, right. you know, in your time serving on the, on the uh, school board and making mm-hmm. sure that yes. parents are, are, are reached. You know, and you were doing it beforehand. You were working with the girls. And it's the support factor. Absolutely. You know, we we know that there's trust and we're constantly building that trust. But I'll never uh, stray away from that platform of making sure parents want to be involved. I truly believe that. And I'm doing research on that now. But you have to engage them. You know, you have to invite them like, hey, you know, it's okay to do because there's been so many broken relationships and things have not always been good in education for many. And so when they have children, it doesn't change. They still feel the same way. And we have to capture those moments and hear their voice. And everyone who knows me know that's big. I am going to listen and I'm going to listen and listen and listen and work towards a resolve that will be compatible to help that individual, which is also helping others. So parent engagement, parent involvement, everybody know it's a three tier and that's working with our teachers and staff because that's how I raised my kids. We was in a you know relationship. It's me, you, my son and the teachers, you know, so that's important. That's important. And I- and, you know, I think, you know, for so long, there has been, like you said, there's a, a the tears, the yeah. parents, the teachers and the students. And for so long, there's been a disconnect there. And I believe with the recent, you know, uh, activities due to the COVID-19 yes. pandemic, we really as a nation had to really look at education and look at those three tiers and really come to grips that we we haven't quite mastered and bringing all of that together and it's shown through you know having to you know take education online and or you know remotely for a lot of these students for them to not have it like it because I'm telling you, girl, I I I laughed so hard. This woman the other day, she was like, "Look here, uh, I know this my kid, but I want to thank every teacher in America, and everyone. I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, she was like, I want to thank every last part of wow. the system, the board, the the principals, <laughs> the teachers." The, the custodians, I want to thank everyone right. because it's I true. have one child that I'm here at home with 
trying to navigate through this education system right of them learning and i can't imagine you have a classroom of 30 and they entering in and out throughout the right. day so um I this think is an inclusion, like you said we yeah. we needed to do this and and i've i've talked to people and they've said well you know we want to get back we want to get back and i said first of all get back that we're not going to go back where we came from we're going to build and move forward distance education will always be with us i believe and i say that because it was the same thing with education higher education you wouldn't have been able to many wouldn't have been able to move forward with higher education had there not been remote opportunities we yeah. look at it differently because we love brick and mortar it's normal off and i do that and that's why even in our district we are saying you're going to have those options we're not trying to make people afraid oh my god it's just going to change overnight but but i know that these students are going to value now i can move forward because i can navigate through this computer that's doing more than just being an entertainment piece for me so i'm looking forward to seeing how much more is going to advance our students and the things that we have not been comfortable with we're just gonna it's gonna become the new way of doing things we've learned before you know it's just that Sometimes we get stuck. We're like, yeah, but yeah, we have we some difficulties it. with moving along with change. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. and it takes a little time. And yeah. I believe that we are going through that period as a nation. Yeah, um, together. Uh, uh, to, yeah, you're right, together. And it's like what they say: baptism by fire. By um, fire. You know, we're in it now. <laughs> yeah, we're in it, and we and we have to be in it to win. Right. Right. And you brought up a really good point about the brick and mortar because, you know, there are a lot of, you know, there are some some programs and, and school systems that when this happened, it was no problem for them because they have they've always had these systems in place. And it was like, OK, we're just going to roll. We're just going to roll. Right. Well, now we just have to expand it. Yes. You know, and so I think that, you know, it just shows with the level of leadership mm -hmm. you and, and 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 being on the the school board. It just shows that your level of leadership, the innovation that's needed, right? Or right. you know, good leadership in terms of making sure that the students and the parents have the things that uh, they need. Because there was no manual. I I will not forget March thirteenth, and everybody's looking at me, and we talking and trying to figure it out. But still, safety was always at the forefront and will remain at the forefront of my thinking. And then we take the necessary steps to see what we can do. But I was grateful. We were one of those uh, school districts that had closed the digital divide or began to work on closing it a long time ago, many years ago. So the Chromebooks were available to pass out, to have, you know, then it became the engagement side, which again, I applaud the parents because we got them back on the front line trying to educate them along with their student. And so it's a navigating this new kind of, you know, process, but we are now hearing very positive things from people that are just like, okay, I get it, okay, we can do this. And there's assurance. If you run into a problem, we hear, you know, we all are gonna put all hands on deck to do whatever it takes to make this work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, initially people had the shock but yes. I think some of them, you know, some folks have turned and said, wait a minute, this isn't too bad. Right. This is this is this is not too bad. Right. So, uh, you know, it's good to find the, the blessing 
and in every situation if you can and it sounds like your district has been doing a great job at doing that and so you know you brought up uh about you know you know matriculating to higher education and i know one of your goals is to make sure that you know your students you know are meeting that the, the requirements Absolutely. in order for them to be able to go to college or go mm-hmm. to university or just be career ready. That's I know that right. that's that's very important to you. Now, I there is a lot of conversation these days about um, college, you know, because of the debt that we're seeing across mm-hmm. the nation in terms of um, student loans. You know, mm-hmm. I have had enough student loans that I can buy a small village or an island. <laughs> uh, and my children, you know, they have been blessed to be able to go to school and and not have to worry so much right. about, you know, the, the debt because that's just, you know, we, we wanted to make sure as parents that we were it was able options, to do options though. That's what you did. You created those options. I seen I seen the shout out on your daughter and all of them. I saw yeah. that. But here's the thing, that's why that engagement piece says there has been opportunities always there. Same thing for my kids. And I said, here's my model. My goal is to get them to high school, but to have a choice, to college and career. And then you choose the school again, based on what was the scholarship? What was the things you got? What did you produce so that you can choose? So yes, I'm blessed. I have a son at UCLA, blessed to have one that graduated from Morehouse, blessed to have a daughter, you know, going to school in Florida. But again, it was because of choices. Limited your choices, then you have to limit. I'm also, you know, Valley College, Cal State, Cal Baptist, you know, stayed locally, but it was a little bit different. My parents was like, we want y'all all here. But I saw, hey, give them the options to earn where they want to go without all the debt and the crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is starting early, but it takes navigating it. Otherwise, I love the fact that many of our, um, our community colleges are now free for two years. That's free. Did I say free? Free. Yeah. For two years. <laughs> free, free 99. Free 99. So, you know, you can't do No, and and I tell folks all the time because um, what I, you know, I understand the conversation about, you know, not everybody needs to go right. to college. Right. Yes, right. that's correct. Not right. everybody, because there, there are careers and there are jobs out there yeah. that people have to do. We right. have to have people serve in those roles, you know, and uh, some of those, they don't require education they don't require college that you know some do require there isn't a position out there i don't care if you dumping fries at mcdonald's that requires a skill set everybody needs to have a skill whether that's soft skills whether that's you know uh you know just knowing how to get get up and go to work on time right you do have to have skills. And I think that's important to not lose sight of, you know, I don't want us because I, what I've seen over the years in our country, mm-hmm. we always do either or. Right. You, know, you can have, you can yes. have it all or have it both. We, yes. There was a period of time where in the school system, all they did was focus on you. We had to, that's when we had to shop. Mm-hmm. We right. Had to shop. Right. 
all of those different auto had all the vocations, you know, the vocational trainings. Mm -hmm. Then somebody said, No, 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 we need to focus on college. And then took all of those trainings out of school and then all they did was focus on college. But then you had students on both ends of the spectrum who were left out. Yeah. Book smart, you know, but then it was like I don't know how to boil water. I don't know how to sew. You know, what what are you talking about? This yeah. is, I agree with you a thousand percent on that. And we even now, you know what the fancy word is career technical education. So we have a ton of career pathways, which I support, you know, making get exposing our students to different opportunities. Again, they may choose, like you said, when I first came on, it was a lot of saying college or career, just like you said. And and, and I struggled with that. I said, oh, I can't say that, you know, but if we're doing both and, you know, then they can choose from that, but we're going to give them those opportunities. Oh, okay. I see. I do want to go this route. I want to, I want to be a mechanic or whatever, because there's good money in these things. If you're skilled to be able to do it, but you need to know your skill too. <laughs> exactly. You do. You and do. that's where great counseling comes in. And that's there where you go on right. the school, in the school system. That's where all that, giving those students that counseling and guidance. Yes. And, you know, and I tell young folks all the time, look, Get you a skill set while you're still in high school, even right. if you're going to college. If your right. school offers a ro- offers a robotics class or an yes. auto, you know, technician yeah. course or nursing or something, because I that's what I did when I was in school. Yeah, and I said, you know, get that while you're in high school because one, it's yeah. not costing you anything right now. You nope. can get that education for free. You can get right. that for free, and then. Exactly. More marketable when you're out there trying to get your job, even when you finish college. Right, college, get that skill set. And I said, then one, two. I mean, a side hustle ain't gonna kill anybody. No, it's not. And you need that. You know, you never know when you need to fall back on it. All these people was like, "How am I gonna do my hair? What am I doing with my nails?" Like, you need to have the ability to, like my dad said. Hey, if you out there and you got to change your tire, I'm just showing you so you just not out in the wilderness looking crazy. Now, I don't anticipate it, but if it does happen, you'll know how to do it. And exactly. I think that's important. And you, I'm glad you mentioned the counselors because that's another big, important um, you know, part of education to me that over the years I've seen it evolve differently. People hear counseling. Some people think it means, okay, you're going to put me on the couch and talk to me. And are they doing academics? A big load of you know, students coming in and out. But that's another, you know, I think a, a part of the system that's kind of been unmet and, and I plan to provide more support to our counselors so they can be able to do it in the 21st century as well. What are these students needing? Bringing them in and having exactly those conversations that you said. Let's talk to them about other things versus, okay, I'm, I just want to see your transcript. Okay, you, you, you good or you not good? Then what? You know, what's the option? So doing that and making sure I'm supporting these wellness centers. I know you've heard a lot about that. Separating that verbiage of that type of mental health service provider that we can bring in to help you with your social emotional, you know, struggles, issues, things that we normally don't want to talk about that hindering you from doing well, you know. And And I'm glad you said that because, um, you know, not every school system is, um, is embracing and, and approaching it that way because right. there's still 
it's like the separation of yeah. okay we're the school district if we have a, a student that has a 504 or mm -hmm. IEP and they have you know emotional issues or i mean and sometimes it's it's a, a brief situation for students right. you know, they just right. need somebody to go and talk to and then and and and, and that's it and and they're good right. you know right. but there's always been that well uh Let's just send them over to the county. Let's make a right. and get them over right. to the county or whomever they have an insurance provider with, if they have right. them, yeah. you know. But then yeah. it's the disconnect, and so I'm so glad that you guys have taken yeah. um, uh, the step in the right direction because you know my yeah. background is mental health. You okay. know, my, okay. my degrees are in clinical psychology, so yes. there's yes. always been that stigma of like. <laughs> Okay, and All right, you can start something for me. So, and especially in the black community. That point right there, it's a barrier. You know, we're going to pray about it, which we love. We know we're supposed to pray about it. Mm -hmm. But then we have to take action, and sometimes that's talking to someone. Now, I'm an advocate of talking with someone you're comfortable with. It may, it may be who you look like. That's very important. So my day work is working with foster youth with mental health concerns you know but again advocating to say this stigma thing that we put on it years and years has to stop and that's why wellness centers when i first came to the board i would you know i would use the word mental health and you know because that's the terms we use from mm -hmm. the clinical side and everybody it was like taboo and not but we've come a long way now with wellness centers i'm so happy to be a part of the county seat because we have those providers right here willing to partner with us now because the conversation is right. We need you to come in as a support. We're going to be a bridge to our parents and our students. So and it's so important too because yeah. you know we've we've heard the stories, you know, yeah. and uh, and and unfortunately the tragedies of, you know, we see how we have some students who have, you know, suffered from mental illnesses, yeah. suffered from, you know, yeah. and, and they came and they brought guns to school and, yes. and, and students lost their lives because yes. those students were crying out for help and right. didn't find or have a place for right. them to mm -hmm. get the help that they need. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, even though it's, you know, you guys have the wellness, you know, uh, portion of it, that actually also kind of filters into safety. You know, Absolutely. Safety. Because it, it, in the way it's done, it's teams that they now can differentiate. I'm going over here, and I don't have to explain that I'm here because this I'm feeling some kind of way. Other than, well, you should be in class. Or what's your grades looking like? No, it comes that time to say, if you just need to be here. And we know as adults, sometimes we just need that. We've always talked about it. It gets me the things we know as adults, but we don't think it apply to this 21st century student. They just need to get it out sometimes. I don't like this teacher. And that is okay to say well, we that. We do that at work, you know. Right. <laughs> if, if Keisha come over here one more time. One more time. <laughs> And we got to teach them that it is okay because otherwise we deal and you know this from the clinical side, then we deal with the ultimate, the suicides. And, you know, just, just the fact that a young person would ever, let alone anyone, 
but a young person already given up like, oh my God, it's never going to get better. Somewhere we failed, you know, somewhere we just didn't do something to say, it's okay. You're challenged with whatever, but we're going to get through it together. It's just like we are now. COVID is here. All right. We can't just throw up our hands and quit. We have to get through it together. And it's okay when you get stressed out, like I am sick of this and sick of that. So is somebody else, but we go rise tomorrow and move forward. So okay. yeah, that is and okay. safety, like you said, it's all contingent upon safety because when we're not, you know, when we're not right, you know, we we we're not good for anybody. <laughs> so it's like subject to say or do anything but when we're looking at our, our mental wellness and we're checking that in and saying hey it's okay mental wellness day i like when people tell me that i'm taking a mental wellness day i'm oh, like I take them all. Oh, mental health day. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm taking it. This is for me. This is not, this is not a, y'all can say personal because that's how we was using it before. No, 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 no. No, this is mental health day because if I don't get my mental health together, it ain't going to be good. And they be like, well, Tanya, you said you were saying mental health day and I saw you at the mall. That, that, that was my that, that, that's, that's my, my therapy. therapy. That's my therapy of choice. You take your therapy of choice, that's mine. <laughs> yes, my shopping therapy. What? Thank you. I'm back another person, ain't I? I, I I've come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so important. So, wow. so, so important. Yeah. And you may mention about working with foster kids. Yeah. And that's near and dear to me because yeah. those are the folks who tend to get lost in the shuffle. You are you so know, they, they tend to fall through the cracks and people forget that foster children become adults. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. As do the flip side of bullies. You know, they don't just appear. It's been a, over a period of time. And we have to look at groups and identify what is the need. Foster youth, I'm so, our district, we have had so many, you know, magnum cum laude's and everything. And I'm like, you are resilient beyond. You know, it can be done, but we also have to give them the, the, the supports that they need. Someone was just talking to me yesterday about a foster youth during this time, calling about, you know, I'm sure you know about McKinney Bento. They were speaking to them about, you know, they're moving, but they want to remain still connected to their school. But again, when a person is not aware, it was like, oh, no, you can't stay and you can't do this. You can't do this. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're disrupting that person right now. And do you know how that can set them off on a whole mm -hmm. other cycle? Mm -hmm. You know, so we and that's that's important right now during COVID, because we do know that those are the students, again, that I'm talking about. We need to reconnect to make sure we're reaching out, finding them wh wherever they are. We know we have a, a team that works through our district that is the homeless, you know, um, support team. And they're out there in the field, wherever the motels, the hotels, where they are. And I am so appreciative to that because they need our support, especially now. Oh, great. That's some terrific efforts that's being made mm -hmm. by, you know, um, your district, because yes. not, like I said, not every, even some of the ones who have great budgets. Right. And, um, and have been around for a long time, just haven't even quite grasped that that's kind of the mm -hmm. route that they need to go. And it sounds right. like you guys um, 
are setting the standards and being a model, yeah. a, right. a model district mm-hmm. uh, to other districts and how how this can be done. And, and you know what we do, Tanya, I think what's really good is since I've been on this board, one thing we always do when we begin to look at, you know, how people say data, data, but when we ask for it, it's not a presentation of this is it. Then we say, well, give us the demographics because you always have to look at it. Tell me who's black, who's white, you know, who's Latino, who's foster, you know, who who's homeless. You have to look at those different numbers. Now, we also know that some people fall in all those same numbers. And that's another picture that people miss. Our African-American students often is checked. The, 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 yeah. Our students that are special education, they end check, check, check. Yeah, yeah. But then I get frustrated often saying, then why are they failing the most? How are we not giving support? In five categories, you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to get support, and somehow we still miss it. So looking at data is one thing, but digging deep into it and saying, okay, that's how we know right now that are you know our foster youth we gotta get those numbers we're we're our homeless students we have to identify those numbers otherwise we get caught up in the big percentage oh well 90 percent is there and i'm a big component as a board member people often say why do you always worry about the 10 percent because when someone says to me oh your graduation rate is 93 percent," i say yeah but what happened to the seven seven percent mm-hmm. you know we always got to be looking at who didn't make it and why didn't they make it? Because our job is education. So everybody is supposed to get education, which is why I don't, you know, I steer away from the achievement gap and whatnot. Now I, I call it more of there's an equity gap. And mm-hmm. we got to work with the equity gap. And yeah. then see who's falling, who's down, who's below, so that you can raise everyone up. Oh, that's just that that right there, that hit. That hit like a B12 shot mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. When you just said the equity gap, because equity gap. We gap. Are, yeah, we are not, we're not focusing on that. No. We're not as, as a whole, as a right. whole, we're not, we're not looking at it that way. And that's a great perspective to take on when we're right. looking at our, our young folks. What right. is the equity gap and yes. what's keeping them from achieving right. those barriers and where they need, where mm-hmm. they need to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's, that was, um, uh, that was eye-opening yeah. right there. And that's how I just bring it all together. As we look at everything, where are those inequities for that you have the same students, same age, same whatever, but this one is not making it. So something is missing. So we work on that versus, okay, the achievement gap, achievement gap. What does that say? You're saying that they can't do it. That's how you've determined it. That's not necessarily so. They need the resources and the tools. And then we want to see, what the barrier is and often it's not it's just i needed this you know i needed that in order to be able to achieve what i needed to achieve so Mm -hmm. well that is great and i'm so glad that you uh you answered that call and (laughs) you said you know because often people people don't even realize about the whole appointment process. Right. You, know, you, you gotta go and do this and you run and you get there are so many different things that people can do in yeah. politics where mm-hmm. you, you know you can be appointed on the different boards and commissions right. and all types right. of things and, and continue to serve your community if that's Absolutely. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you, you know, you took the courage to step out there and step out there on faith. 
Right. And, and, you know, go out there and say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get appointed onto this. Yeah. And then you went in there and you got it. Yeah. And, and you're continuing to serve. You yeah. know, they say that it takes a woman five times you know, at least five times to be asked to run before she would even consider it. Not yeah. that she would even run, but for right. her to even consider it. So and they said it takes like nine to ten times for a black woman it's for so, her to even be true. like, what say you? You know? Right. Come in. Like, okay, what extra drama am I getting myself yeah. into? And why? And, and then with men, you don't even have to ask them. Yeah, them. We don't want them. Some of them, we don't, it's like, we, who told you to run? Right. <laughs> and they don't even have to be asked and they get out there and they right. just make it. And we really have to change that. We do. And we I think do. it's important when people see women like you and especially black women like you yes. who are yeah. out there in these positions and doing it well. Right, and right. It will and and really rising to the occasion. So, with that being said, if you could, you know, because there's so many, I, I run across so many women, young women, even right. you know, even seasoned women. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, you know, said, you know, I want to be in this political game. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to be in politics in some kind of way. Yeah. What, one piece of advice that okay. you can give to these women and, and in particular black women what would be that piece of advice that you would give them that you have you know from something that you've learned in your serving right the question is answered this way what are you passionate about and, and I and I know we loosely we've, we've used passion so much it's ministry to me so let me call it what it is what is it that you're doing that it's when people see you and you see yourself, you say, that's what I do. Cause I live kind of like that. When people talk about the various things we talked about today, I say, oh, that's what I do. And you gotta know what it is that you do. And then once you do that, you don't do everything. You start getting on commissions. You start Ooh, getting awards. That's doing that thing. Not because some people get caught up because true, after I got appointed, then elected, you know, it was like, be on this, be on that. And then it was like, whoa. I told people early on, I said, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, I'm going to skip over just being on boards and be an advisor. Because you can, you can board yourself to death. Yes, on you can. Things. And then I told people it has to line up. Is it education? You know, I love, you know, municipalities, all that, but it's really not my thing. I remain as a community, a, a citizen at that point in time. But education, oh, if it lines up, absolutely. I'm going to apply. I'm going to get on, see if I can be a member of that board. But just don't get on everything if it doesn't align. Once you see what you do, when people look at you and say, that's what she do, because people say she family engagement, don't bother her then that's what you do. You should be on a family engagement board. You should be on a parent advisory board. You know, you should be on a wellness team, a board that connects parents to those groups. And then it evolves and it makes sense because you don't have to guess when people are talking to you what you're going to talk about. Just stay in your lane. This is what I do. Everything else I can assist, support, but this is what I do. And that's what I encourage women to do because when you do everything, you already know. 
I am so glad that you said that because you cannot be everything to everyone. And no. oftentimes as black women, as sister friends, we fall into that trap. Yes. Because yes. we play so many different roles. We serve in so many different ways yes. that we fall into that trap. And that's where that mental health and the burnout and then all the other wellness issues come up. High blood pressure, yes. all of that. You know, um, those when all those things come into play. Yeah. And so I'm so glad you said that. Stay, y'all, you hear that, ladies? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Right. Stop looking right. in the mirror. You veering Stop. over in my lane. Stay in your exactly. lane. Stay in that one lane. Know where you're going. And you good. Otherwise, you're going you know, you to clean this room, a little bit of half of cleaning this room. Yeah. Ain't nothing going to get done. So that's yeah. my advice, and I always tell people, and it works, because when you're doing too much, like you said, you're not effective, but when it comes to the educational side, I'm like, yep, that's what I do. That's yeah. what I do. I'm like, keep up with your own doggone self. Keep <laughs> the Kardashians alone. We can't right. keep up with Kardashians. That's why going off the air now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Write your own story, okay? Please, please, you, you, you are the author, okay? <laughs> Have your own narrative, your own that that belongs to you. And I'm so glad that you said that because that's where I see people yeah. make this mistake right. is they want to have their hands and everything. And it's like God didn't give that to you. No, God gave you. He said. Yeah. This right here is for you, and you all right. over here doing this, right. and you all over here doing that, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 I need you right here. And That's then you wondering like, why am I missing out on my opportunity? Because you are not focused on what you are supposed to be doing. And you God will just be like, I'm gonna let you do that. You know, mm -hmm. go ahead and do that. You'll be back. I don't yep. know when, but you'll be back. And yep. you'll be spinning all over the place. And and that's the worst thing. When I see my sisters just put, you know, it's just like church. I always model the women in church. I'm like, sit down somewhere. Don't you want somebody to escort you to your seat? Mm -hmm. That ain't you when you running all over the place. And that's why when you pull up to the gas station, then you'll be putting it in yourself. Yeah. Just relax in your role and everything will work out. But sometimes we, and we can. That's the beautiful thing about us. We can do it all. But we yes, wasn't need to do it all all the time. Yeah, that's we, the thing. <laughs> exactly. And you know, uh, you know, I used to praise the thought when people talk about black women and being super women and superheroes yeah. and all that. But then I was like, that's killing us. It, it absolutely uh, is. It's killing us because we should not be everything to everyone. Now, collectively, we can that's come right. together and right. you you good with your parent engagement. Right. Over here is good with something else, and this one, and we collectively come together, and we a bad team, and can't nobody do it. We're forced to be together. That's so true. That's so true. And I, that's how I've always trained people. I said I will never do what you do because I don't. I'm not trying to get on. Oh, let me perfect what you're doing. It's like singing a solo in church. You know, everybody sit there and go. You know, but I would have. I would have sung that a little bit higher, a little bit lower. And it's mm -hmm. always that Monday morning quarterback. Let people do what they do and add to, like you said. Just don't try to duplicate what I do. You spin in your wheels. You weren't gifted to do that. It's okay. And nor was I gifted to do what you do. And it's all right. It's okay. Exactly. 
Well, Gwen, it has been such an honor to have you here. And girl, when I tell you, I was like, she you was long overdue from that one conversation. I was I like, no, you for five years, and we I have been like, in our space. I'll be sitting up, and you know, you know, social media stalker. I am a social media stalker. I will stalk up somebody in a minute on social media, be all in their business, you know, and I'll be. Look at her over there. She over there doing that. Look at she on the stage over there. Oh, I see over there speaking. Oh, look, she over there. She got a, a event going on over there. I said, look at her moving and shaking all up over in this town. And girl, I was so caught up. Then had the nerves become the 2019 Woman of the Year for the yeah. first district. I was like, yes, okay. <laughs> yes, and I said, look at over there doing. I'll be all up and be all in your stuff in such me. Look, look. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but so I, am so to be here. I am so proud of you and like I Thank said I'm so you. glad you answered the call and you, you know like as my grandma always say speak it to existence we already yeah. spoke you into your seat for yeah. another term so yeah. those of you who are in you know you guys in districts no, actually, we're at large. Okay, yes. so we're in the San Bernardino Unified School District area. Gwen, I'm telling you, you you got you gonna win with Gwen. Okay, <laughs> you are going to win with Gwen. Don't play. And how can people be a part? Because I know things are a little different yes, now that you know because of the COVID nineteen pandemic and how you typically campaign and do all right. those things different now but if someone wants to, to be a part of your campaign help your campaign just you know reach out and give you some love because people don't know when you out there yes, running for office you need all the love that you can get yeah, if somebody wants to give you a love offering if somebody right. wants to give you a piece or, some, or a, a, a small piece a big piece because i'm pretty sure gwen taking all the pieces i'm taking it all they raised our fees and so i'm like okay i need some love donations but you definitely you know i'm i've, I've kept up i have my campaign social media as well facebook where's gwen dowdy rogers with my links and everything is there or you can reach out to Gwen for SBC is the number and donation links are available to donate whatever it doesn't matter nothing is too small and then also as you reach out to me on my campaign you know we're gonna have to do things virtually like I'm doing right now but calling you know having individuals that are willing to make some calls you know, to let people that they let them know you win with Gwen. <laughs> I need you all to do that. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. Go to my social media pages, inbox me. Gwen Rogers is my personal one, and Gwen Daddy Rogers is the one is for my campaign. But um, please send your love because I need it and your prayers as always. But I appreciate yeah. the support today. I do. And, and vote. And okay. vote. Don't now, be out now. there now. Let, let me tell you something. Woo. Out here who talking all this stuff and yeah. all complaining and talking about, I don't like this. I don't want this. This and that. Then when you say, "Hey, did you go vote?" I'm not even registered. Yes, Shut so your no. Lips. No Shut excuse. your lips. Is my yes. as my teacher used to always go. Shut your lips. <laughs> okay, because this is not a time that no. we can play around. It is no. too important. No. And we can't just focus on our presidential election. No. We have Never. to vote 
down all yeah. the way down we have to vote mm -hmm. all the way down i don't care if you're talking about waterboard y'all need to be voting right. for all of these judges whatever the case is yes. because people the number one thing i always got uh when i was in politics was people oh I, I just i don't know who if one they didn't even know who 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 any of the council people were who the school board members were or no, anything like not. that but all of the complaints they had Mm -mm. were about the people or the things that was happening on that level. Now they will talk about, oh yeah, I vote for president and that's it. No, you got, the, the local level is where you see the change immediately. So exactly. you got concerned and you're right. You can't complain if you don't vote, just don't even talk. Just don't, matter of fact, don't even say nothing at yes. all. But you have to, your voice is when you go and vote and say, you know, I have people <laughs> tell me, there's times when they told somebody told them, yeah, I'm going to vote for you. And the election was over. And it was like, really? Let's be informed, people. Let's stay up to date and know. Let's not. Let's please don't. <laughs> please register. Yes. Yes. Register and vote. Those are the two things that you have to do is yeah. register and vote. Yeah. It's so important. Well, Gwen, it has been an absolute pleasure, my sister, Thank friend. Thank and again, give 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 all our folks your information again on where yes. they can reach you. Yes, so you can reach me at 951-203-0744, or you can go on my Facebook page, Gwen Dowdy Rogers, or Gwen Rogers inbox me. Links are there, posts are there, and and bring it on. I whatever you you willing to do, I need your support. I need your help. You want to make some phone calls? You know, just just send me a shout out, send me a smoke signal, whatever, and I'll get the information to you. And most importantly, as we said, I need you to vote. Gwen Dowdy Rogers, win with Gwen. That's right, win with Gwen. All right. And all you ladies who are out there talking about you want to run for public office, you are interested, especially our sister friends. This is a great way. And especially now everything is virtual. You don't yeah. even have to live in Gwen's area. You no can problem. be across the nation and still help Gwen with her yeah. campaign. Yeah. And one of them, I'm telling you, before I got into office, I volunteered on campaigns. I that, worked that, campaigns. Yes. I, I walked and knocked on doors, yes. calls, put up signs, whatever. Worked on campaigns before I ended up running my own. Yes. So it's yes. so important that she's going to need volunteers too. She yes. can use your money. She can right. use your votes. And she can yes. also use you guys, you know, hard-earned yes. work and helping yeah. her get back into office. Absolutely. So she put her information out there. Sister friends, y'all reach out. Let's give Gwen some love. And like I said, I'm already speaking into existence that that, that is that is a done deal, but she still needs your support and your help. I do. I do. And I appreciate it so much. I appreciate all the support. And y'all know I'm out there working hard. Just let me know what do we need to do to win with Gwen. <laughs> All right, that sounds like that. That's 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 a money. That's a money statement right there. Win with Gwen. That's All right. right. That's right. All the way to the polls. 
all the way to the polls. Well, thank you, Gwen. It has thank been you. a pleasure. And you. you are always welcome because you, you, you know, you have a seat at the table. Yeah. And you, are, you are an honorary and forever sister friend of the show. So you are welcome at any time. And we would love for you to come back, especially after you win. And we can have a, we can celebrate and have a party. Yeah. Right Absolutely. I'm no longer on the menu. I'm at the table. <laughs> yes, girl, you at the table. <laughs> and you ain't brought no folding chair either. No, it's, I'm winning. I pulled up. That's right. That's right. I heard that. Well, thank you again, thank and everyone, you. thank you for joining us for another great episode. Of we own the table and sister friends continue to tune in and like I said keep looking at Gwen because Gwen is doing big things. Gwen was is doing big things and we're gonna win with Gwen. Yes. You guys take care. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs>